Welcome to the podcast, the special event studio, COVID Conversations. My name is Scott North. I am the sales manager for TO Live. TO Live manages the three City of Toronto theaters, Meridian Hall in the St. Lawrence Centre downtown and Meridian Arts Centre uptown. My responsibility is to get private, non-ticketed special events into all three venues. We were about to launch the special event studio podcast when COVID-19 hit. Because we are now living in a different world, we want to get some perspective from my colleagues in the event industry and how they are managing. Welcome to the podcast, the special event studio, COVID Conversations. Will is uh, the TO Live social media specialist who works specifically on private events, corporate events with me. Uh, and Will is the producer of this podcast. So he's the guy that makes sure that all the uh, tech stuff is running soundly. Uh, Will, what, what do you got to say today? Yeah, I'm, I'm the, the fly on the wall for the podcast. So I'll, I'll be here, uh, as Scott mentioned, making sure nothing, uh, nothing is going wrong. Um, a brief about me, I, I'm, I'm the uh, social media specialist at TL Live. So my regular day-to-day before uh, COVID-19 was uh, to manage all the social media marketing for private events in our building and uh, and uh, generally assist Scott in whatever he needs uh, in the private events uh, sales department. So um, I'm happy to do that. And Will is a great partner in this as well as our everyday activities, which obviously have changed somewhat since we've entered into this quarantine time. Janice Cardinale is the chief huntress and founder of The Idea Hunter. Janice Cardinale, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's, it's great to have you, Janice. Um, you know, I, I just I saw your podcast or your webinar last week. And uh, unfortunately, if we, if we have any tech difficulties, I am not at the level that you guys are. I just wanted to say congrats on that webinar. It was great, especially like that guy that did the... Uh, the uh, original song at the start of it. Thank you. I appreciate your commentary and we need that kind of feedback from people in the industry. Now, Janice, so the idea hunter, I've always, I, you know, I've known you for a number of years now and I've always thought that was such a, a great name and, and you have a, a unique company. Can you tell us a little bit about your company and what things you were doing prior to this uh, crisis that we're in the middle of? Oh, well, the Idea Hunter was started 17 years ago. It had initially been a social event company, and it moved into a corporate event company as our social clients became our corporate clients. Our focus has been for the last maybe 12 years on corporate events, um, live experiences, interactivity, um, engagement, and swag. We have been hugely successful in building our relationships with the corporate marketplace, not just in Toronto, but in Canada. We also have serviced some clients in the United States, and uh, we've had our fair share of opportunities, and you know, we continually create new ideas. Where my business was at before COVID-19 was extremely successful, um, poised for another big growth spurt this year, uh, usually in the 20% area, which is what we've been seeing for the last three three years. And what happened with COVID-19 is that shut it all right down to the, you know, the very bottom, whereby any events that we had booked in advance 
um, of this COVID, they were all canceled and have now been pushed into 2021. So with that, we ended up, you know, thinking this was not going to last a whole long time. I maintained my staff for about a month until I realized that this was a far greater problem and that I could not support this over a long haul. So we unfortunately had to furlough three people and we are now just two working daily with one working once a week. So that's Got really it. a huge change. So Sure. Yeah. Sure. And and now so all all of the events even in the end of the fall your your folks have have uh pulled them. Anything that had been booked prior? Yes. They pulled them for you know, the current period we're in and summer, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays is a perfect example. We've been working with them for 15 years. And of course, you're not going to see baseball this year, certainly not with fans in the stadium. Um, sure. And that's very typical of everybody else, too. Most people said that they had a vision that in 2021, they could continue doing a golf tournament, for example. We had one, you know, on our books for, you know, the Hudson's Bay Company. So these are the kinds of things that went down the tubes. You know, we had a big um, accounting conference that we were doing that was pulled even before the prime minister and the premier announced that they were closing down the city. And that was huge. I mean, it was yeah. one day before, so that's that's a big deal. So we've sure. had to really pick up and be very uh, educated on, you know, what it means, what the what the word forced mature means, what the liability means, and you know, how do we deal with our customers? And the only way, in my opinion, from having worked for many many years, not only in this industry but another one, is that you have to think about what your client is thinking about and how they would want to be treated and really how they want to be treated is is to come to an agreement whereby they have an opportunity to use their credit or their deposit into 2021 and mm -hmm. i know that a lot of them felt that they were being pushed hard by certain people in the industry because not everybody felt the way that i did um, it's a personal choice that a company makes, and hopefully, you know, when we have, when we've ever had a problem, we always think that we're making the right choice by asking people what would make them happy. So this is a perfect sure. example of, of using that, you know, that uh, commentary and making people feel good about what's going on, even in a very difficult environment. Sure. Now, as I said earlier, you, you did the the webinar last week. Are, are you? Are you getting some work such as that? Uh, or like, What kind of activities, if any, do you have? We thought um, about a month into this entire situation, um, I contacted MPI Global and I said that I would like to do a webinar and that I wanted to bring in a celebrity speaker and we wanted to put entertainment on the front and back end of this particular webinar. They had never done anything like that before. And so we also got involved with a uh, virtual expert who has been in the AV business for many, many years, but who's turned into a content writer. And we started to work with him on that particular webinar, and it was very successful in my mind. One of the things that I recognize is that Zoom is not a perfect platform when you're trying to you know, bring in different elements. So. Sure. It was a great experience. I can tell you that as of today, we got three orders. 
um, actual <laughs> physical things that have to be invoiced. And they're all virtual events. And there are people who, you know, are interested in what we're doing. And we have developed a full virtual catalog and will continue to pioneer new ideas because that's the basis of our company. Uh, obviously, that's, I mean, we, we've changed already and, and, and we'll get into kind of what the future is going to be. But so virtual now, you're, you're basically jumping in yep. and, and offering. So what advice can you give to some of us out there that, I mean, because the, the quality, and I, I guess it's bandwidth and hardware, you tell me, but the quality of the different um, webinars or Zoom meetings that you see, uh, it's all over the map. Like, do you have any advice as to how to best do a, say, a Zoom meeting? Um, I don't really feel that Zoom is necessarily the right platform for what okay, okay. people writing and writing content, you know, can use. I think that, you know, Zoom is good for a smaller application where you might have, you know, maybe 20 to 50 people that have to Zoom in. The thing I feel that's really important is you have to investigate the platforms that are being uh, presented out there. There are many of them, some of them from the U.S., some of them from Canada, and I think everybody has to do their homework. The one thing that I do realize is that if you're really planning a meeting or a conference, you need an expert virtual content writer. It's no different really than an event producer insofar as what the skill set has to be but you do have to understand what platform will work with Zoom, let's say, or what platform will work with entertainment or whatever the case may be. Like a lot of uh, companies are building their own platforms right now, you know, with tech, IT people who are knowledgeable about virtual entertainment. But I can tell you that one of the most important things is whoever you choose and when you get down to what you really want at that meeting or conference, make sure you rehearse it several times before you go on. Because you okay. can, just like in a production, you know, you can have everything perfect. And when it starts, you know, a live audience, lots of things can still go wrong. And it's those glitches on the computer that you see and the delays and the freezing of people in conversation that have been the biggest problem. It happened with our webinar as well. We were not, you know perfect in that webinar, but we were as close to trying to be in that we used MPI as a guinea pig and, you know, we saw the results and yes, we did get commentary after and we did get, you know, people asking us to help them with their, you know, events. We've had a law firm, for example, we had Desjardins, we had a, quite a few and they really need our help because they really don't sure. understand it and they don't even want to understand it. They need, they need experts. We are expert at delivering entertainment. And the truth of the matter is, if you don't hire an expert virtual person to produce it, you're going to have problems no matter what. Because platforms are what they are, just platforms. You still have to produce the event by the second and with the right type of technology, because if you are having a CEO, for example, give a speech and he's in Switzerland and you're in Toronto, you know, you've got to make sure that that's going to be absolutely perfect. You send them into a virtual studio, which many of the AV companies here in Canada are doing and setting up. But it's when you have to do graphics and layovers and all that type of thing. That's that's a different skill set. That's somebody who is a producer that understands how to make that signage in virtual. 
Okay, so and so I'm I'm a company. I want to do a, a conference or a town hall or something like that. I can come to you, and and you can take care of everything. And you just you have all the the people with all the different skill sets to do everything you need to do in those types of virtual events. Is that correct? Exactly. But it's okay. not. It's not. It's never been about the idea hunter. It's about the idea hunter's collaborations with others. It's about finding those okay. people who have had the experience and who makes the difficulty seem simple because they know what they're doing. They know how to how to deal with the bandwidth because the thing is, you can't guarantee that. Everybody has a different bandwidth at home. So you're always yeah. going to have a problem in virtual. There will always be something that goes a little wry and you can't guarantee any client today that it's going to be perfect. But you have to work out all those glitches before you get on live. For sure. For sure. So, so you, I mean, you remember we did the, at what, what was called the Sony center at the time is now called Marine hall. We did that opening opening night for uh Canadian special yeah. events. Yeah. Correct. And so you, you were, you were the person that kind of got all the different uh, components of entertainment, let's call it. And so there was, there was different unique, people coming in, but you, you put all that together. You had those contacts. So in essence, kind of a little bit about the same that you, now you're able to do the same kind of things in virtual and get all the right players together. Is that, yes. am I, is that correct? A hundred percent. We are now designing um, our own virtual experiences and, you know, we're fortunate that we have, you know, a person on our team that's very good at doing that and knows also from a social media point of view how to keep us out there and keep us current. So we're actually getting asked for all kinds of things. You know, people want food related ideas. People want uh, songs or they want art or they want, you know, the trivia games that we do. It's not really a whole lot different than what we were doing before, because the reality is you can put anything from anywhere in the world on a platform. And yeah. you can now have much bigger choices. I mean, our choice is to continue to uh, support Canadian artists and entertainers and performers. But if somebody does want something from outside Canada, it's available. And a lot sure. of these artists and entertainers and performers are hungry and they need, they need to do this work. However, I ran into a very interesting situation recently, and that was we had a call from a very, very large client um, where they were asking for a drum line that could go into their offices on June 2nd and perform socially distanced from 40 new employees at a new business, a location. Really? And not one of my entertainers wanted to do it. Not I have an acapella oh, group. Okay. They did not. Drumline did not want to do it. The hype horns did not want to do it none of those entertainers in, in this particular case were ready to go inside anybody's place and perform even with masks even with you know their temperatures taken all of those things socially distanced from the employees of the company they weren't ready and i don't know that they are going to be ready until the vaccine is made yet i know i have other people who are quite fine to you know do it it's there is a risk with everything you do in life. And this is just one more risk. You know, it's a serious uh, risk. Sure. But, you know, as soon as people realize that maybe, you know, these big companies that people are not comfortable in coming into a location, they're going to have to really figure it out virtually. 
Yeah, absolutely. So now that that particular company with the forty new employees, did you did you give them? Were you able to come up with an alternative for them? Unfortunately, no, because that's what they wanted. They wanted the music. That's precisely what they wanted. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. they're not doing it. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're okay. just not doing anything because they understand that it's not time yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's now, uh, Janice. Just what you how you're explaining that's 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 quite exciting that that you know you are uh, to use a term that we've all heard so much if you're pivoting into something else and it sounds like you <clears throat> you've got a lot of good things on the line so I, that's 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 a great sign and that is exciting yeah um <clears throat> but kind of on to the segueing into the next side of it and, and you mentioned with those all those performers were not prepared to do that um i i think you know first of all how do you how do you foresee us going forward and and you know what's it going to be in the future how do you foresee the future of the special events industry I think that once a vaccine is found, things will not go back to what they were, but they will give an opportunity to begin live events again until that vaccine is found. So we're going to have to wait in the event industry unless, you know, we have clients, for example, that want to do events and they're going to do it virtually. And whatever yeah. that takes to create a virtual, you know, experience. You know, it's interesting to me because working with some of the tech people and their experience with doing a three-day conference, for example, might have cost just in AV costs alone 250000 To do the same thing virtually, you're probably looking at about 50000 There's okay. a great difference between a live production and a virtual production. So sure. the truth is a lot of these companies are saving a tremendous amount of money. Oh, that's great. Um so yeah, any anything else uh, that you can add as to kind of thoughts and insight on this industry that we're in? I think that we all have to continue to be more creative than we ever have before. I think we have to come up with our ideas that make sense to a virtual conference or meeting or event. I think that you can't give up hope. I think you have to keep learning and studying and having a open mind and being flexible to the possibilities. I think a lot of people remain with the fear of the unknown. And once you get over that fear and you associate yourself with professionals, you're smooth sailing. As long as you accept the fact that there are going to be some glitches along the way, but that's the normality of our industry. There's always going to be something that happens at an event that you didn't plan for. You know, it's how you resolve it and what your solution is. Um, during this specific time, let's say of videoing somebody. And one thing we did learn too, is that sometimes videoing a speaker is far better than putting the speaker live because you can control what happens. Again, yep. if it's, it's knowledge and knowledge is power right now. And, and I mean, that's, I guess what you do is you gain the knowledge and uh, you put yourself in a good position. So congrats again to you. And Janice, thank you very much for, for today, for taking the time. It's, it's great content. I really appreciate your time and all the best to you and your family. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate you giving us the opportunity at the Idea Hunter. While our doors are closed for the moment, we certainly still are working into the future. If you need anything, don't hesitate to shoot me an email at scott.north at tolive.com. That's S-C-O-T-T dot N-O-R-T-H at T-O-L-I-V-E dot com. Thank you very much for listening.